You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. With a, uh, a very important tshuva from Ramesha Feinstein, I want to begin with that again. Uh, it was about the trust between parents and children. Uh, and, and we talked about how Rav Moshe uh, was very, very careful in that psaac, that he did not give it in a cavalier way. Uh, well, the psaac, if you do a little history research, you'll see that people were not happy with the psaac that Rav Moshe gave. And when he did publish it uh, in the late 1950s, early 1960s, when the psaac was published, uh, it, was, it was a psaac that came out of the 1930s, it was attacked. And... I just want to read you a little bit of the words again. Biosi be Moskva, Bishnas Tovresh Tadi Dalid, Moscow in 1934. The Ovis This is what we said. The parents, unfortunately, have to, are, are compressed with the, with the children. And of course, the children eat Nevelos. And Cold Over Um and they're kofrim b'Hashem, but they rosay b'shavke atayra b'ochli yisura. So you see what they are. You see what these are real good communists. Imkain ain't in a monam avisurim. So you obviously they they would never be believed. And this was the problem: what to do with the what to do for the parents, um, especially that uh, they've got they've got to eat, they've got to survive, um, and it's about it's about meat. It's about anything cooked, you know, because generally, you know, and anything that they were going to go. So this was Rav Moshe's heter. Uh, and he said, again, it was Bishas Hatchak. Okay. Just to remind you about Rav Moshe's heter, because we're going to come back to it in a second. Um, let's talk about keeping Rav Moshe's heter in mind and how important it is. You can sometimes be in a situation where you don't want to really tell the truth. It's a situation where you're, you'd rather just say a white lie than say you don't trust the person. Now, obviously, certain people are very sensitive and, they, and, and you won't be able to get away with it. Here was a case of a person. This was from Rabbi Chizkia, uh Medini, uh, the Stechemet. The Person has a Hanoga, and I was, you know, when I was in um, Houston, uh, this was something I was thinking of doing. Um, uh, in fact, I did do it for a while, uh, where I just said, I just don't eat anywhere. And many times a Rav is in that situation, and I guess people in the community understand um, that Rav can't make exceptions. But this person says he's not going to eat uh, any place. So Lamaisa, uh, he's worried that if people find out he doesn't eat anywhere. So what has he been doing? He's been mezalzel for the Anshayir of Chochmeha. And there's Ava, as we saw from, as I mentioned yesterday, from Yaakov Mendelssohn. There's an Ava that's built up. A person acts so much frumer or doesn't want to eat by other people. Isn't he generating, and he doesn't really know, isn't he generating a very negative feeling? So he says that it might be different here. He says, if a person is machmir, and he doesn't stop other people, he doesn't go around saying, I don't want to eat trape. So the Chstechemet says, <clears throat> people know that some people just have a hanoga to be frumer than others, to be more careful. 
he doesn't, he makes sure not to say negative things. So if that's the case, if he doesn't say that he's worried about a shash of Easter, he doesn't say that's because I'm worried that you don't keep kosher. He just says, I don't eat out. And even though people say, oh, why doesn't he want to eat out? What else could it be? <laughs> right? But he's not saying that. So therefore, since there's the possibility that maybe the reason he's not eating by others is for some other reason, he's not putting straight out because I don't trust your kashras. I don't trust the kashras in the city. People here didn't really go to school. They don't really know the laws. He never says anything like that. There, this is walking the line again. If you, if that's the way the person is, whether he's the rov or someone else in the city, so then he says it's not Ava. And the truth is, he could, he could actually, here's the Chiddush. If he's worried that people are, are saying he doesn't trust us, this guy thinks we're not eating kosher. This guy just thinks he's better than us. He thinks that, and et cetera. He can actually say, he can actually lie. He can say, He can come up with some other lie. And what's the proof? Because you can lie in order that there should be peace between people. So one of the early uh, Ashkenazi Rabbanim uh, of uh, the Achronim, the Yosef Omeitz, the Menhagim uh, in Germany, he said clearly that don't worry about, he says, use your brain to come out in a way that they don't think that you're doing it because you're from. Don't let them know that you're doing it, Mishum Precious. Now, now you might say, well, I'm going to lie. I don't want to lie. He says, Chazal say that, and people say lying is like being over to Vodazara. No, you are allowed to lie, but they are Shalom. And obviously, Shalom Nishmoso is even better than Shalom Aguf. And if the person again, if, the, if, if you are able to create shalom, that you don't stand out, you're not causing people to be upset at you and, 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 and question themselves, you are allowed, according to the state Hamid, to uh, basically lie about that. Now, in Eretz Yisrael especially, there are issues that come up in terms of other halachas that we've been learning in Yerushalmi, which is Trumas and Maestros. Trumas and Maestros are already a little bit more complicated. There's a lot of people who might keep kosher, but don't necessarily know all the dinim of taking off Trumas and Maestros. So let's say um, uh, you're going to go to somebody's house and they keep kosher in terms of you know, meat and not mixing meat and milk. But they don't, they don't all take off trumas and maestros, especially there are, you know, it's the Rabbanan, people don't know about it. So the Eitzah that from Fuchs, and we're going to see who he was, uh, and it's brought down here, is that you should ask from the Balabas, and he actually was a Talmud of Rabbi Shomazam and uh, and he, he uh, consulted with him on this, that you should ask the Balabas, do you mind if I take off trumas and maestros? In other words, ask in a nice way. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I brought some fruit here. I brought some stuff. I'll take if you don't, because it's very little. As we know, you can take off uh, the smallest amount can make something not tevel. The smallest amount of separation of truma, and there's ways to do it. There's a special nusach to say those people who live in Eretz Yisrael know what I'm talking about. 
So it is possible uh, in a very easy way to just ask. Now, because you need to ask why, because the halacha is, as the Rambam says in Ilfa's Trumos, that if you're if you take truma of stuff that's not yours, it's not called truma. However, you can actually um, use your own food for someone else, and that will be considered a tikkun of the other person's food. And um, now, Rav Fuchs points out from Rav Shlomo Zaman Orabach that let's say it's going to look funny. So what you can do is you can actually take off the truma from what's on your plate. You don't have to say, I want to take off truma for everyone. The stuff that's the stuff that you've been served. The stuff that you've been served, you can actually, um, you can take off trumas and maestros from what's on your plate. And you don't have to make such a big deal about it because now that it's yours uh, and you can, you know, you have yourself some fruit or even if the fruit is up in your room, you can have in mind to be mafresh about what you have. So um, that is one of the uh, eights that actually comes up. And I said, especially uh, in the Eretz Yisrael of today. Now, um, I'd like to... uh, if I could, please, to show you a, um, let's go back to uh, Rav Moshe's tshuva for a minute. Do you remember, um, if you remember, Rav Moshe said that uh, he allowed the father, uh, he allowed the um, parents to eat by the children who were obviously uh, communists and didn't keep any Torah mitzvahs. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting question that is sort of the opposite. Well, we'll get to the opposite in a minute. So let's talk about this one first. This is from Ramesha Sternbach. Ramesha Sternbach is probably about, at this point, in, into his 90s. He is Zakana Rabonim, uh, a very prolific author. Uh, he speaks English quite well because he lived in South Africa for many, many years. And he was the official uh, head of the Eide Haredus, the Vezdin Eide Haredus, uh, after Diane Weiss and um, was Lifter, I believe. So he's been the head of the Badats and uh, Rav Moshe Sternbach. He is a descendant of the Vilna Gon and a very prolific author. One of this farm that he wrote, and it's a very nice safer if people are interested in, in, in learning Chuvas and they don't want to go through things that are that lengthy. I, I recommend this safer. Uh, I don't agree with all, again, who am I to agree? To disagree. Some of his, you can argue with some of his Masconos, but here was a question which I thought was interesting and important. There was a Balchuva that was keeping Shabbos, and he wants to keep Tyrus Amishpocha. So he's already kept Shabbos, he's learning about Hilchus Nida, but his wife thinks, he's, thinks that eh, he's laughing at him. You want to be from, you're from. You know, you're going off the deep end a little bit. But he says, no, I want to keep Shabbos. I want you to go to the mikvah. I want us to keep Tyrus and Mishpacha. So she says, I'll tell you what. Tina Menislo, look, I love you. I see you want to do this. So I'll tell you what. I will, um, I will, um, 
be honest to you. She doesn't say it's for God. I'll do you, and I'll, and I'll look. When you're not home, I might I keep Shabbos. But anything relevant to you, I'll keep Shabbos in front of you, and I will keep these these laws of Tyrus and Mishpacha. So he, they came and asked Rav Sternbach. Now it's clear from the question that this question was not asked in Eretz Yisrael. This was a question that was asked uh, when Rav Sternbach, I believe, well, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if it was in Eretz Yisrael or not, but we'll see in a minute. Anyway, um, so can he be so on her? Now remember, he says, I know her well. And, and, and in my mind, I, she will not lie to me. She she thinks I'm wrong about being from, but she I have a sense of trust with her. So now it's a big question. It's more than can he trust her? The question Rav Sternbach understood is even more. Can he even live with his wife? Because if Rav Sternbach's psaq will be that he cannot trust her for that she's a nida or that she's not a nida, then he can't even have yichud with her. Why? What's the reason why you're allowed to be biyichud with your wife? The re- even though you can't be biyichud with other women that you're chayv karis for having relations with, Chazal never goes her yichud because they know the person says, well, in a couple weeks, she'll be mutter to me. Okay. But that's not true over here. <laughs> because over here, if it's true that you can't trust her, then... Uh, she, you always have to suspect she might have been in until she does real tshuva. And therefore, halachically, he would have to separate himself from, from her and possibly divorce her. So this is really a very, a very, uh, uh, it's, it's in many ways, even a more tragic question than the questions we saw last night from Rav Mendelssohn and Rav Moshe about parents and children. This is about a husband and wife. So he says, I wanted to search for a, an answer or something to help them. So he says, I saw, and he, and he brings down Rav Moshe's tshuva. And he brings Rav Moshe's proof about Kimle, that it's more than Nemonis, that if you trust a person and know the person, it's better than Edus. So Rav Moshe says, Rav Sternbach says, can we really believe, again, a Machal Shabbos to be Mako? He's not sure. I mean, he quotes from Moshe. He knows it's from Moshe Feinstein, the God of Ador, who's, he, he doesn't say he can argue with him. But he says the sources that Moshe brings, I'm not sure if, if, if we can use them or not. However, look, Rav Moshe said it already. Um, and he has a raya from a Gemara and Ksuvis to help Rav Moshe out. Um, what's the raya? The raya says that if you add, the, the raya is like this. Let's say there are, there's a, there's two Aden, a woman is married, and her husband has gone off and hasn't come back. And two Aden say that he's dead. Two Aden say they think he's, that he's alive. She's allowed to marry based on the other two Aden. And the reason is, is because it's clear to me that if he was alive, he'd be here. I know my husband. I know he was alive. He'd be, he'd be coming. So Rav Sternbach says, you see, that if you know something, that if you know the personality of the person you're married to, and you know what they're about, and you know things, that that helps even connect it in Isra Kores. 
because she's an Asha Ish. But she says, I know my husband. So it would seem from there that the same thing is true with the husband trusting the wife. If he actually trusts her and, and he believes her, so then it, it could be the same thing like that, like the woman in the Gemara in Suvis. Now, now, however, you need to explain to her that keeping Hilchas Nida is not so easy. You have to uh, you have to check yourself. It has to be checked well. You have to know what a half sick tire is. And okay, you can't. You, maybe she won't check herself all seven days, but at least the first and the seventh. And whenever she checks herself, it might be strange to her. She needs to show him uh, the the bedika cloth. And the same thing is true when she goes to the mikvah. She needs to ask the mikvah lady, etc. And um. And if that's the case, that she's actually living up to it and she's actually doing things properly, then, okay, if he says that, 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 that he's believing her and he has no doubt, so look what he says. So maybe we could be matir in this sort of case. However, at the end of the, the tshuva, uh, Rav Sternbach says, his proof was based on the Gemara about the woman who's the Aishas Ish. But over there, first of all, she has two Adam on her side. Secondly, she's not irreligious. And and, and the truth is, if, if we believe her because we say she probably knows what she's talking about. Otherwise, she's in bad trouble if she remarries and then her dead, supposed dead husband comes back. So all those are reasons why we can believe her which are, don't apply to this Balchuva and his wife. So therefore, he says, like, you know, Rav <laughs> Sternbach, you have to be a little bit frustrated with this Chuva. He starts off saying, my heart goes out to you, and we have to try to find a heter. He doesn't disagree with Ramosha, although he's a little bit surprised by the Psak, and then he ends up using it, essentially. But then he takes a step back, and says, I, I still, it doesn't sit with me because this, the proof that I have, I don't think is, justifies this case. And she is a Koferis, he calls her. And, and how could you believe her? And even if he says, I know that she's telling the truth, we know believing that someone is, 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 is telling the truth is not so simple. The Chavetz Chaim developed it in the Sefer uh, on Hara, and he goes through all the fine details, and it's not simple whether you can now believe someone and say, you're, I believe you 100% today. Now, you can be Malchmir, but to be Mekel, Rav Sternbach is afraid. And especially, he says, we know about yourself, it's a lot different. A Kohen can be an expert in Negat Saras, but he's not allowed to see his own Nega. This fellow is a very nice boy. He's a Balchuva. He wants to change his life. But he is living with her. And it's and therefore, he might be convincing himself that she's honest. He wants to believe her. And therefore, he says, I know she's not lying to me. And therefore, since there are no real asma, there's real no proofs about how good she's been. He says, it's hard. I can't be Makel. And especially, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about about Chuva. I don't want him to go off the path. 
But um, if he has proofs from, like he, he tested her and he saw that she was showing him the Badika cloths and things like that, even there, I don't want to, to be Mekel. I want to hear from the Gedele Hayro. I want to hear from other Rabbanim. So again, as you can see, this idea of trusting people is, can sometimes be put to a test. Uh, there's there's wife and uh, there's eating once in a while by your parents' house, but then there's living together with someone who isn't uh, uh, necess- who doesn't necessarily follow halacha. That's already uh, a different type of situation. Um, the uh... thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 